the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome once again to Dr. Everett Piper. It's Thursday. It's time to uh, wade into the uh, the battles, the cultural war, and our general, Dr. Piper, is with us. He is a former university president. He is a twice-weekly columnist for the Washington Examiner. He's a podcast radio host called The Rebellion. His program is called The Rebellion, and he is uh, a county commissioner in Osage County, Oklahoma. Dr. Piper, welcome back. Morning, Bob. Hey, you know, in a sane world, Riley Gaines would be the woman of the year on every magazine cover across the nation. She is a she's a hero and a superstar for what she's doing. I I love her, and uh, you know, we were just discussing with her and uh, with an attorney who testified yesterday here in Ohio um, about an important bill, and and the word courage came up from the attorney, and I and I applied it to Riley. She is facing so much hatred around the country from these radical trans activists and so forth, Dr. Piper. And I'm not just talking about, you know, rhetorical. We're talking about physical threats. She was she gets canceled by some universities where she's supposed to speak. She gets canceled by companies like Eventbrite that refuse to print tickets for her events. Uh, and, and, and moreover, she was cornered in a, in, a, in a classroom at San Francisco State University a couple of months back where they literally were trying to break the door down to get at her. They wanted to harm her. For her yeah. to be out there is, is beyond courageous, right? It is. It is. And, uh, you know, we call them radical trans activists or whatever, but really they're misogynists. They, uh, let's just remind ourselves the definition of misogyny, the hate for women. What could be more hateful and disrespectful of women than to tell them that they don't really exist, that a woman isn't a fact, that she's a fabrication, that you're not a biological reality? All you are as a woman is whatever social construct prevails on a given day. And if a dude that's six 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 seven wants to compete against you in a sport and he comes out on a given day or a given hour and says, I'm a woman, then that makes it so. This is misogyny in the extreme, and she's, she's fighting it, and she should be the woman of the year. But instead, these idiots that are publishers of these magazines are putting pretend women, men, on their covers, claiming they are women of the year when you've got females like Riley Gaines that are actually heroes and showing great courage. Yeah, I agree. That's well said. And I wish I had thought of it to say it that way. I wish more people would, uh, that it is misogynistic. It is a hatred for women, a complete disrespect for women uh, to be able to do this sort of thing. And by the way, speaking of what you just said about us, she should be the woman of the year instead of these fake women. It, we, we talked, she tweeted about this. In fact, um, the Penn State University appearance that she uh, had scheduled, she'd been invited to speak. And then they canceled it, and so she showed up there anyway with a bullhorn and just spoke outside to anybody who would listen. She tweeted about this this morning. That same university now has, in the same exact venue, now has Dylan Mulvaney scheduled to speak there next week. So they threw the real woman out who is there to defend women, and they're bringing the fake woman in to stand there and mock women, and that's uh, that's what Penn State has decided to do. If more women would follow Riley Gaines and rise up and say, no, women should be respected. We will not accept this cultural misogyny. We will not accept being dumbed down 
and uh, deconstruct it to the point where men can claim our space and claim our identity. If more women would follow her lead, then they would win. We would win. But it's going to take a mass movement that follows Riley Gaines rather than just having one or two persons, people, women out there doing what she does. Yeah, that's that's well said. And you know what this makes me want to do is, is do a little bit of a cross-promotion of our interview that we did for my TV program, Strictly Speaking, that aired yesterday, by the way, for the first time. It, uh, it premiered yesterday. It'll be uh, rerun numerous times uh, during other uh, time slots. But... Um, I, I tweeted out and, and Facebook posted um, a, a short little edited clip of our conversation in which we talk about colleges and universities like Penn State after what we just discussed. I feel like bringing it up again here and, and whether or not it's worth the extraordinary expense and the threat of losing the identity of your kids to send them to college anymore. Dr. Piper, we talked about it in depth on that program. Can you give us a, a scaled down version of it now? Sure. Uh, and I said to you when you asked me that question on your show, I, I, uh, context. Context is always king here. So the context for my answer is that I grew up in a blue-collar family with a mother and father that did not even have a high school diploma. So education changed my life. I'm obviously a huge fan of the Ivory Tower and all of the doors that it opened for me that I never would have been uh, able to walk through had I not gone on and gotten a college degree and then a master's degree and then a Ph.D. So I'm a huge fan of education. Obviously, I was a university president. My entire profession was in education and in the academy. However, today's academy, it's not the ivory tower any longer. It's the Tower of Babel. The academy, by and large, has been corrupted. It has fallen. And rather than pursuing truth, the academy, the colleges and universities across our nation seem to be celebrating degrees, diplomas, and opinions. It's absurd. I never gave anybody a diploma and opinions when they graduated at Oklahoma Wesleyan University when I was a president. That would have been ludicrous to say, congratulations, here's your diploma and opinions. That's asinine. That's crazy. But that's essentially where the academy is today. So is it worth it? Well, only if you do your homework as a parent or as, uh, as a student, if you're paying for it yourself. And make sure that the university or the college that you've chosen to spend tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on, is actually interested in pursuing the truth rather than propping up opinions and promoting propaganda. I told you that on your show there are a handful, and I literally mean that. I think there are only a handful of universities left that really care about pursuing the truth. And most state universities, almost every single one of them, are now more interested in safe spaces than in the, in the sanity of pursuing what's right and just and real and true. Um, I never would give you, a, give you a, a pat on the back because you wanted your safe space when I was a university president. I wanted you to pursue what was right and real and true, even if it was uncomfortable. So, yes, there are a handful left. Hillsdale College, uh, Cedarville in your neck of the woods in Ohio, College of the Ozarks, uh, New St. Andrews in Moscow, Idaho, these and uh, these schools are worth it, but otherwise, I'd be very careful. That's uh, that's very well said, and I want people to watch the entirety of our our interview and uh, that whole conversation. I, I said I may have said this to you when we when we signed off, <clears throat> when we recorded that the other day, but um, 
I'm not sure, so I'll say it now. That was one of my favorite interviews I've done since we started that program. We've done, I don't know, a couple dozen so far. And uh, I've had some really, really phenomenal guests on. I've had some very high-profile people and very introspective people and very uh, entertaining people. But I really enjoyed that. And I say that not because you and I speak once a week on the radio, but because it was entertaining. It was enjoying. It was in-depth. And I really want people to make sure that they watch that. It was a full hour and five minutes, no commercials. And uh, Dr. Piper really let loose on all of these things affecting the... Uh, you know, crumbling world of academia and uh, and our cultural rot in a huge way. So I want to thank you for doing that, and I want to make sure everybody watches that. Um, all right, so let's get down to business. Uh, on our weekly chats here, we like to talk about what you write about. And we're going to start out with um, heroes and villains in Westerns and Western civilization. This is a really interesting piece as uh, as, as you tackle you know, the, 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 the literary world and the, you know, the, the entertainment world to a degree, if you can, you know, if you are entertained by literature as well, and why and how um, it should be more uplifting and how it should be more viewed in, or how it should be viewed in a, in a, in a more uh, positive way. I, I really enjoyed the, the, the part in which you talk about uh, Western culture being first and foremost Christian culture. We don't think of it that way, and it isn't often presented that way in literature or in works of art, but um, but it should be because that's where, it, where its origin is. Can you give us more? Well, I'm, just, I'm basically trying to remind people that Western civilization is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. I mean, every day when you turn on the news and listen to the talking heads and mainstream media, they're, uh, they're uh, bemoaning uh, Western culture colonization, uh, white cisgender leadership needs to be torn down, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this, this movement to talk about everything as being bad that came out of Western civilization. Well, I want to remind people that Western civilization gave us the things that we enjoy today. Western civiliz- civilization gave us Copernicus, Dante, Giotto, Beckett, Gutenberg, Chaucer, Charlemagne, Wycliffe, Magellan, Botticelli, <laughs> I mean, the list goes on. Augustine, Aquinas. Western civilization has given us the freedoms that we enjoy today. It's given us the cathedrals of Europe. It's given us the assumption that religious liberty is a good thing rather than a bad thing. The march of Western civilization, the march of the church across culture, has seeded the, um, the, the democracies that we take for granted in our current day. It has seeded the museums, the hospitals. The colleges and universities are the result of the march of Western civilization. And I kind of equated that to the Westerns. Well, there was a day, probably before the 70s, 1970s, uh, or maybe the 1980s, when a Western was pretty predictable. You painted the good guy in a white hat, and the bad guy wore a black hat. And the assumption was there was a clear demarcation, a distinction between good and bad, um, th- that good and evil could be clearly distinguished. And yes, it was um, uh, it-, it was more simplistic than we recognize in daily life, but it was still a good idea in my judgment, and I think in the judgment of almost everybody at the time, to have a good character and a bad character and to draw the distinction between the two. And that used to be the case for teaching United States history, American history, or Western civilization. You recognize the distinction between good and evil. In other words, as C.S. Lewis said, we recognize that it was better to be uh, aspiring to a vacation at the beach because you know it could be had, as opposed to being too easily satisfied with just making mud pies in the back alley, the mire and the mess of your daily existence. Reach for something more beautiful and grand and glorious than what you have today, because it can be had. 
that summarizes Western civilization. But today we sit around and we disparage it. We, meaning the left wing, the progressive left, they disparage the West as being bad rather than good, and they therefore they 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 diminish the the beauty of the of what could be had through uh, Christian worldview, the biblical worldview, the march of the West. Um, and I think that we're suffering the consequences of that on a daily basis as a result of diminishing this distinction. And everybody's wearing a gray hat today rather than a white hat or a black hat. We right. we, we just don't even recognize the difference. Yeah, and, and we need to. And like I said, I mentioned the positivity of it all. And I'm looking at one of your lines. Can any culture survive that spends so much energy highlighting its mistakes? Is our fixation on our nation's sins rather than its saints bearing good or bad consequences? And and if if you are of the mind mindset to focus on the mistakes and focus on our worst moments and our worst decisions and our worst institutions and so forth, you're always going to view Western civilization as bad. Uh, but we have done so much more good than bad, and it does impact how we view this. Um, let me ask you this. You you ran through that list, Copernicus, Dante, Giotto, and so forth. Uh, what percentage of Americans over the age of 20, I don't know, I'm guessing 20, do you think even know who those people are? Uh, and and, shame of it. Yeah. So don't, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say the young people have no shot. I'm just curious about the adults. You know, like I, mean, I, I promise you, I, I really, truly feel like anybody under 20 will not may recognize somewhere and, and maybe from the Ninja Turtles, the names of, you know, of, of, uh, of, of some of these individuals, Donatello and so forth. But they don't know them for the artists and the literary giants that they were. Well, points, well, I don't know what percentage, but it's probably a lot lower than we want it to be, and we might be shocked to find out how, how, how low it really is. And even if they recognize the name of Chaucer or Charlemagne or Wycliffe or, or Botticelli or, or Beckett or, or Dante, they might recognize the name say, oh, yeah, I've heard of that before, but have they ever read anything positive about any of those people, let alone read their original works? And the answer is no. They don't know why these names they don't know why Shakespeare means anything in terms of Western civilization, or Marco Polo, or Marigo Vespucci, or, or John Cabot, or Vasco da Gama. In fact, if they've heard anything about those explorers, they probably heard bad things rather than good things. Columbus is now villainized rather than celebrated. And there's a reason for this. We've lost the pride that's necessary to keep any culture bound together. And one point I want to make clear before you take a break is this. It's ironic, isn't it, that the people who disparage Western civilization the most, the left, the progressives, they have to use Christianity to condemn Christianity. What do I mean by that? <laughs> they have to use Christian values like justice and freedom and human dignity. Those are Christian values. Those are biblical values. They have to use the Bible to cleanse Western civilization of its sins. So by by definition, they're affirming Christianity rather than really disparaging it because they can't condemn the sins of a Christian world. And yeah, we've made mistakes. Trail of Tears, the Inquisition, for example, we've made mistakes, but you have to use the very premise of Christianity to cleanse culture of its sins. Otherwise, you have no soap left to do so. Yeah, that's that's very well said and, and and wonderfully pointed out. The fact that they have to use the tenets of Christianity in order to condemn it is uh, is is astounding indeed. And by the way, where, where is our world now when Doctor Everett Piper and left wing Bill Maher are essentially uh, using the same talking points? Bill Maher, I don't know if you know this, did a commentary, and, and he's been 
moderately red-pilled. I think a lot of people have been surprised by some of the things that he has said in, uh, in, in, in recent months. But he did a commentary on, in defense of Western civilization just, uh, just I don't know, two, three weeks ago or something like that, that I did watch, and I was very, very impressed. It wasn't as in-depth as yours, but, but the mindset was the same. And if you've got people on both sides of the aisle trying to say, you know, what was built here by some of these giants that you listed there uh, in Western civilization was pretty good. It was pretty good for the world. It was pretty good for humanity. Um, I think that's, that's, a, that's quite a statement. Yeah. Yes, and, and when you and I and Bill Maher are saying the same things, and we have been in many ways for a couple years now at least. Now, Bill Maher, I don't appreciate his humor, and I don't, I don't agree at all with his anger toward the church. And I, I would even challenge him if I were ever on his show, Bill, you're angry at the church, but you're using the church's premise, the church's ideals, as the basis for your anger. So recognize the soap you're using to cleanse the culture of the sins of the church is the church, the ideals of the church. Um, anyway, I, I, yeah, I really he's, think he's that... aggressively he is he is aggressively atheistic. He is very, very strong in his defense of his position that there is no God. So you're right. He's using God's church in order to in, in order to advance some of this these criticisms, criticisms of it. Yeah. But I was glad to see that he did defend Western civilization against those. He didn't do it from a he did it from a obviously, a, uh, you know, a less uh, informed position, I think, and certainly a less faith filled position uh, than you did. But uh, but the the end result was defensive Western civilization. So, Dr. Piper, we've only got about three minutes left here to talk about the essentials of Christian faith. The question you were asked on Ask Dr. E this week uh, on uh, in the Washington Times was, I've heard that one of John Wesley's famous axioms was, in the essentials, unity, in the non-essential, liberty, in all things, charity. I'm just curious, what do you think the essentials of the Christian faith are? Give us three minutes worth of that. Okay, this is, this is my stump speech. Um, I mean... I love this message, and I want everybody to hear it right now. It's very simple. First of all, it doesn't matter what I think the essentials of Christianity are. Christianity isn't defined by me or you or anybody else. Christianity is defined by the Bible. So let's go to the objective truths of the Bible. And I would say there are four key things that Christians have to subscribe to that are clearly outlined in the Bible. The primacy of Jesus Christ is number one. Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Lion of Judah, the Lamb of God. He's my Savior, my King, and my Lord. He's the light of all learning, and he's the Lord of my daily life. Jesus is the Son of God, number one. Number two, truth is revealed by God. So the primacy of Christ is number one. The pursuit of truth is number two. Truth is real. Truth is an objective fact. It's a revelation of God. It's not a construct of man. It's what we just talked about. Truth is not an opinion, it's a reality. I don't care what your opinion is, I want to know what's true. So Christians have to believe that truth exists with a capital T. So the primacy of Christ and the priority of Scripture. The third one is the, uh, the practice of wisdom. The practice of wisdom. That holiness, obedience, is demanded by God. It is not optional. So you've got the primacy of Christ, the pursuit of truth, and the practice of wisdom. And what's the fourth one? The fourth one is the priority of Scripture, that the Bible is the Word of God. So you've got the primacy of Christ, the priority of Scripture, the pursuit of truth, and the practice of wisdom. Those four things necessary to claim Christianity. And if you step outside of those four corner posts of the field, if you will, of Christianity, you're outside of orthodoxy, and you're trying to make it up as you go. Jesus is the Son of God, the Bible is the Word of God, truth is given by God, it isn't made up by you and me, and holiness, sanctification, obedience is demanded by God, it is not optional. That's Christianity. 
There it is. Very well said. You got it under the three minutes. I'm very impressed. People need to read this so that you can absorb a little bit more of what Dr. Uh, Piper has to say on these matters and more. Follow Dr. Piper on Twitter at Dr. Everett Piper, D-R-E-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T, two T's, Dr. Everett Piper. Follow his work there, and uh, or you can go just directly to the Washington uh, Times uh, webpage and seek him out. Dr. Piper, terrific conversation. Thank you again. Thank you again for the uh, television taping. I hope people will go there and watch that and learn a lot more. Uh, we certainly appreciate you very much. Thank you, sir. All right, blessings. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.